Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the Imago Nutrition Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mark Busney, and I'm here with my sister-in-law and dietitian extraordinaire, Danielle. Danielle, it's been a little while since we've been on an episode together. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. We've been doing some solo episodes. You know, we live in different states. We've got families. We've got schedules. We've got work obligations. And so we've been doing some solo episodes. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying those, but um, I like these the best because I get to make bad jokes and Danielle humors me and laughs at them sometimes. So it's always more fun when we're together. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Awesome. Well, if you are someone um, who does not eat meat, does not prefer meat, this is the episode for you. We've got a great question, a great um, topic. We're going to talk a little bit about some non-meat options to help you hit your protein goal. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about why protein is important and about how much protein you should be thinking about um, bringing into your system or your daily nutritional regimen and what that means. And so a couple considerations there, but we're going to get very practical with you because this is the, uh, the, the podcast where we want to give practical nutrition strategies to help you and your family flourish. And so um, the way we're doing this is we're taking a question that has been submitted to us. And so it's not just a topic that we plucked out of thin air. And so the question is this, by the way, if you want to ask a question, you can head over to Imago Nutrition Podcast, uh, the webpage that we have. So go to imagonutrition.com, I-M-A-G-O nutrition.com slash podcast. And there's a little form there. You can submit your question and we will consider it as a topic for an episode. And so this question was sent to us from David in California. And David says... If I don't eat meat, what is the best way to get my proper protein in? And then in parentheses says asking for a friend. And so David is asking this question on behalf of a friend and is curious how someone um, who does not eat meat gets proper protein, which is a really great question. Uh, Danielle and I spend a lot of time with clients and with um, folks that we work with on protein. Um, and so this is um, one of those things that we see consistently and work with consistently. And so, Danielle, if you don't mind, what I'll do is I'll just set us up real quick, kind of talk about why the body needs protein, its role in the body, which will not take super long, um, and then how about how much protein do I need, some considerations for that. And then I'll toss it over to you, and you can get um, into the actual foods to hit that uh, protein goal in a non-meat fashion. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. That's what I was planning on doing anyway, so it still sounded good. So, all right, let's talk real quick about why we need protein. So um, this is not because we're bro science or we're gym rats or we're bodybuilders. The first thing I would say is don't be afraid of protein. Protein is incredibly important for a lot more. Yes, it helps, can help build muscle, uh, but it doesn't mean that if you optimize your protein intake, you're suddenly going to turn into a gorilla. Okay. And so protein, very important for both men, women, all ages and stages, all times um, and phases of life. And so um, a quick breakdown is that proteins are found in virtually every part of the body and all throughout our tissues. So it is woven into the very fabric of 
our being, okay? And proteins are made up of building blocks known as amino acids. We won't go down that rabbit trail. But when you hear amino acids, just know that those are the building blocks of proteins. Um, proteins are vitally important, um, and they're part of cells, they're part of organs, they're even a part of bones as well. And so, again, as I said, they're just woven into the fabric of um, our body but also our metabolism. And so uh, they play a role in blood clotting, immune function, production of hormones and enzymes, and many other bodily functions as well. So again, it's not just about building muscle. This is, is a part of our metabolism. It's a part of our physiology that our body requires. That's why it's one of the three macronutrients, one of the three nutrients we need in largest supply. So as I mentioned, yes, it helps build muscle and preserve muscle, which is a good thing for guys and for gals. It's good having that muscular um, framework um, to keep fat off longer, to maintain healthy body composition, for longevity, for injury prevention later in life, et cetera, et cetera. So muscle building and prevention of muscle loss, very important. And very practically, protein helps satiate and reduce hunger. So it's one of the things that we've seen in the research helps people maintain a healthy body composition long into life is having this optimal protein intake because it helps, again, satiate the body, feel full, reduce some of the hunger pains that come along with sometimes uh, a reduction in calories in order to hit goals. So uh, protein, interestingly enough, also boosts your metabolic rate via what's known as the thermic effect of food. This is basically um, how many calories your body requires or burns while digesting uh, protein. And so your metabolic rate can boost somewhere between 15 to 30 percent with protein as opposed to five to 10% with carbs and zero to 3% with fats. And so um, if you listen to our episode on seven ways to increase your metabolism with nutrition, you know that the second point we made in that um, episode was hitting optimal protein for exactly this reason is that it has the highest thermic effect of food. And so you actually burn more calories with optimal amount of protein in your body as you would with carbs and fats. Carbs and fats, absolutely important, but just know that one of the benefits of protein is that it boosts your metabolic rate. Um, it also helps lower blood pressure, it helps manage blood sugar, helps uh, the body repair after injury. Um, and lastly, your body doesn't prefer it first, we don't want it to, it prefers carbs and fats for energy first. Um, but if in need, your body can use protein for energy, though that's sort of a tertiary, um, source of energy at best. And so, Daniel, anything to add to that or correct? <laughs> no, that all sounds good. Yeah, I think it's cool. most important to maintain your muscle mass, especially if anyone's trying to lose weight. Um, so, yeah, definitely having that muscle mass doesn't mean you look like you've been to the gym every day. It just means that you're able to burn more, more calories sitting still. So, Yep. And increase that uh, rescue metabolic rate, which is super important. And we, we had a, a, um, a co-coaching client that we worked with recently, and you had mentioned to them as well that with, I think you said most or many of your clients, you end up increasing protein. Is that correct? Do I remember that correctly? It was like two Saturdays yes. ago. Yes, absolutely. Yep. yep. And there are certain meals that are easier than others. Um, like breakfast is a little harder for most people. Um, right. Dinner is a little easier for most people. So. Yeah. Yep. So all, all said and done, very important. Why do we need protein? Again, it's, there's a reason it's one of the three macronutrients that it's one of the nutrients our body needs in large supplies for no, list, for no less than the list we just gave you. Um, and so let's talk real quick. Uh, um, we're going to get to David's question, but let's talk real, just real fast about how much protein do I need. 
Um, so according to the dietary reference intakes for macronutrients, this a sedentary adult, so this does not account for activity, does not account for a lot of things, but a sedentary adult should consume 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, or if you're an American and we want to be special, not use the metric system, you think in pounds. So what that recommendation is is 0.36 grams per pound. Now, you may run those numbers and be like, oh, that's actually not that much, and that might be true. Just know, so that amounts to about 56 grams of protein per day for the average sedentary man and 46 grams of protein per day for the average sedentary woman. However, we just want to state that the amount you may actually need may be more than that depending on several factors, okay? So the answer is it depends, which is an honest answer in a lot of things in life is, hey, Mark, hey, Daniel, how much protein do I need? The answer is, well, it depends. So the dietary reference intake states that calculation, but just know that it depends on your age, your body composition goals, whether you're trying to lose fat um, or gain muscle, um, your activity level, your existing muscle mass, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, overall health, et cetera, et cetera. And so know that just protein um, is, is vitally important, uh, but there's not one answer for everyone to answer this question. So if you have any questions about that, we can help you with that. Be sure to just reach out to us. You can go to imagonutrition.com slash contact. We can help you uh, optimize protein relative to your goals, your age, your stage, wherever you are in life. Um, and so, and we also, I also wrote an article on our website. You can go to Imago Nutrition slash articles. Just scroll through those articles. We've got one called, I believe the title is How Much Protein Should You Eat in a Day? Um, and that's where we break out uh, the, the, uh, the research per some of those considerations. So based on age or body comp goals or activity level or muscle mass, pregnancy, breastfeeding, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we break out in the scientific literature the re recommendations for each of those considerations. So if you want to lose weight, there's a recommendation for that. If you want to gain muscle, there's a recommendation for that. If you're pregnant, there's a recommendation for that, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, yeah, so with that, um, let me restate David's question from California, and then Danielle is going to give um, some tips and some foods and some lists and ways to think about hitting this proper protein goal um, without meat. And so, again, David in California asks, if I don't eat meat, what is the best way to get my proper protein in, parenthetical, asking for a friend? So, Danielle, what do you All got? All right. <laughs> Um, so there's a couple different definitions you can think about when someone says they don't eat meat. Um, so is it just meat? Do we eat seafood? Or um, most people do consider seafood as meat. So are you looking at uh, vegetarian options or are we looking at vegan options? So I'm going to give a little bit of everything there. Um, so based on uh, your food preferences, um, hopefully we'll give you some answers, you know, whether you uh, do follow the vegan style of eating or vegetarian style of eating, or just don't like meat. Um, so, you know, I just, it gave one example for sure. Um, you have your seafood. Um, so that could be um, tuna or salmon. It could be uh, shrimp or scallops, um, lots of different seafood options. And, um, they all vary roughly uh, for an ounce of seafood. You're roughly getting about six to seven grams of protein. Um, and then for the next category would be like your soy-based foods. Um, so that would be like tofu, veggie burgers, soy milk, 
edamame would be soybeans. Um, and so that would be a good uh, source to incorporate if you don't like seafood um, and meat. Um, so thinking about some soy products. Um, the thing about soy is most people think it maybe increases risk for certain uh, diseases such as breast cancer. Um, the research shows that it does not unless it's more of a processed soy product. So like mm -hmm. a soy hot dog or a soy um, processed meat. So it's trying to become something. Um, so just having the tofu by itself, right? Or the soy milk by itself or the edamame by itself um, and not going through all the processing, it's not increasing um, the risk for some, you know, breast cancer, for example. Um, so with soy products, you're getting about um, per ounce of tofu is about two grams of protein. Um, and then you have soy milk and soybeans around five to six grams of protein um, per serving. So eight ounce cup of soy milk or a fourth of a cup of soybeans. Um, and then like veggie burgers would uh, vary um, depending on the brand for sure. So you'd have to look at that. Um, and, and soy, sorry, you know, that kind of, you know, you just said no processed soy and now I just said veggie burgers. So you'd have to look at that label and see, you know, is it just mixing of ingredients such as black beans or, um, is there a processed soy product in there? Um, if that makes sense. Um, and then for the next category would be your dairy. Um, so what's great about dairy is it also not just a source of protein, but it gives you some calcium. Some products have vitamin D like your milk. Um, some products have probiotics like your uh, yogurt and kefir. Um, so you're getting a little extra um, nutrients as, uh, as well with the um, dairy. So and it's pronounced kefir, huh? Yeah. Some people say kefir. That's what I say. I say kefir. And for those that don't know, that's a, basically a fermented milk, right? It's kind of like a thin yogurt. I've never had it, but I know a little bit about it. Yeah. Is that, is yeah. that the case? It's tart. Okay. Um, it takes a little getting used to. Um, some people like it right away, like I did. Some people don't like it at first, like my mom. And then she found all the benefits to it. She could feel all mm -hmm. the benefits to it. And so now she actually travels with kefir. <laughs> so, kefir. um yeah. I'm a keeper guy, but <laughs> keeper, whatever you think. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway, so, um, yes, the dairy is a great source of protein. Then you have more of those plant-based protein sources. So beans and lentils, um, lots of variety of beans out there, hummus, chickpeas, black beans, refried beans. Um, yeah, you name it. There's tons of beans out there. And then lentils. Lentils are really just a quick cooking bean. So they're flatter, they, they cook really fast, um, and you can make a lot of things with it. You can make um, lentil um, burgers or lentil meatloaf, or you can do a lot with that. Um, lentil soup. Um, there's also like split pea soup um, or peas. Peas um, also are a good source of protein and fiber um, with a little bit of carbs. So about a fourth of a cup of your beans are going to give you about three to four grams of protein. Um, so you think about um, half a cup, obviously double that. So good source of protein and really fiber. Um, those are 
great for heart health because it's also increasing your fiber when you increase those uh, beans and lentils. Um, it's the way I lowered my cholesterol just by eating more beans and lentils. Um, and you can do like a lot of different things, like I said, with it. And then the last one is my favorite food. <laughs> That's the nut butters, like peanut butter and almond butter. Um, yes, peanuts, almonds, cashews, pistachios, pecans, um, walnuts. I often get the question, which nut is best for you? Um, they are all very unique um, and they have different benefits for them. Mm -hmm. So for example, like pistachios are lower in calories. They have vitamin E. Um, almonds are high in fiber. Uh, walnuts have the omega-3 fatty acids. So just having one nut all the time is not necessarily bad, but ideally you'd have a variety of those to get all the different mm -hmm. uh, benefits. And then we also have, of course, miscellaneous foods. Um, you know, they now take those bean and lentils and make it into pasta. So what one brand is called Barilla Protein Plus Pasta. Then they have pasta that's just straight lentils. So the Barilla Protein Plus Pasta, that has a little bit of wheat in it. So it's like a cross between your wheat pasta and the bean and lentil pasta. And then you have um, the lentil pasta. Okay, so that... Um, is straight lentils or chickpea pasta, straight chickpeas. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a great um, idea of ways to get some protein in a mainly carbohydrate food that people think about. Um, now they also have, of course, like high protein cereals, high protein waffles, high protein pancakes. So um, they're starting to put like egg whites or protein powder in these products. So that can be helpful. Um, if you don't like meat, how to incorporate, um, some protein in breakfast. So I mentioned, uh, earlier that breakfast is kind of the hardest for most people to get their protein in, especially if you don't incorporate eggs and we wouldn't want to necessarily incorporate eggs every day, especially if you have high cholesterol. Um, so outside of eggs for breakfast, you can lean towards the dairy, but then, like I said, you have these, um, you know, one brand is called Kodiak cakes. Um, Kashi has high protein waffles. Um, so there's lots of different brands out there that have now added like egg whites or protein powder into, um, their pancake mix or waffle, uh, frozen waffle. So also if you're buying those, just check and see if it's also high in fiber, so the three grams of fiber or more on the nutrition label, and you'll be getting a better product. Um, another one of my favorites would be quinoa. Um, so quinoa is so versatile, you know, it quicks cooker than rice, has really virtually no flavor. So it's taking on the flavor of how, whatever dish you're making. Um, so you can make quinoa burgers, you can make quinoa bowls, you can make um, quinoa salads, make it like more of a cold summer, uh, refreshing lunch. Um, so lots of different options, uh, with quinoa. Um, so how does that sound, Mark? Is it a good list yes. for you? <laughs> sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah. We talked about, um, just a lot of different options. Again, defining what you mean when you say non-meat, that's really, I think the key. And then you can just kind of go back through everything that, you know, you talked about and just see, am I non-meat? Am I non-meat, non-meat? 
seafood? Am I non-animal protein? But we've kind of covered all that. That's really, I think, the big question. And then just finding your preference and just being, you know, being mindful and, and seeking it out. And so um, these, you know, these podcasts are hopefully a great resource for you, but there's nothing better than turning that food around um, on the nutrition label and taking a look at some of the nutritional values and the foods that you prefer um, and the ones that you're looking to source, you know, these nutrients from. So um, and while we we do talk about, you know, food first, supplement second, I did want to toss out two supplement options. Um, again, ideally we're sourcing the major, the vast majority, if not all of our protein from, you know, um, minimally to no processed, um, whole natural foods, if you will. Okay. Uh, but in the event that you, you could utilize a supplement, um, it's not wrong to utilize a, a protein supplement. And so I do it from time to time as well. Um, and so to hit that optimal protein for my goals, I often supplement with a good whey protein. I currently have a, a whey isolate protein that I like. Um, and so that's on the dairy side of things, right? So that's that's used from the cheese making process as whey. Um, that works if you're vegetarian, but if you're vegan, obviously that does not. And so if you're vegan, um, I like to recommend a good pro, a pea protein. You know, Daniel talked about peas a little bit earlier. And so just know that on the supplement side too, it could be uh, exactly that. Remember, a supplement is a supplement. It should not be uh, the majority of your intake of any nutrient. Um, and so if, if a protein supplement um, might help as well, think about either like a good whey protein or a good pea protein. Um, and, you know, like the brand, it, it varies by brand. The brands I get tend to be, you know, like 20 grams of protein per scoop, which is a really nice, easy, sometimes a really lean way to get 20 grams of protein um, into your daily regimen. And think about, I like to talk with folks too, and I've, I've kind of evolved on this because I used to be the guy just doing a, a, sh a shake, a shaker cup, right? Here's my protein and water and just chug it. Uh, but get more crafty with it than that. Start incorporating it into uh, meals. You know, D Daniel, you referenced pancakes. Thinking about using like your chocolate protein powder as an ingredient to make like chocolate pancakes, right? And just, uh, you know, like I even put sometimes a scoop of protein powder, chocolate protein powder uh, into my oats. And that just kind of makes it like chocolatey oats. And then I've got my carb, I've got my fiber, I've got diced strawberries, I've got chia seeds, I've got my proteins, I've got all the major macro, all the macronutrients in there. Uh, but but I use that as more of an ingredient than just this standalone thing I got to chug every day because it's, you know, brotastic. So, um, yeah, so just think about supplements as well. But again, we want to stress food first, um, try to source uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of your protein needs from whole, natural, minimally to no processed foods. So... Yeah, this was a great question because I personally don't really prefer meat a lot. Um, I It really has to taste good to me. Like I hardly ever finish a chicken breast because it's just, I like chicken breast, but it's just too much. Like I'm just, okay, that was good. I'm done with it. And maybe I'm, you know, satisfied with that amount. Yeah. Um, yep. But that's, that's why, you know, that and just other heart healthy benefits of lowering your cholesterol and increasing your fiber. Um, why you can have really tasty meals um, that don't include meat and still feel very satisfied because you're getting the protein and the fiber. Um, so great. Yeah. Thank you for the com uh, awesome. conversation and question. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, David. Hopefully that helps. 
Um, if this was helpful, we'd love for you to subscribe. If you're listening, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Share with a friend. If you've got a friend that just doesn't like, doesn't care for me, uh, knows that protein is important or is curious if protein is important, um, and then curious how they can achieve, you know, a more optimal level of protein, do us a favor and send them this episode. We'd love to help out more people. Um, if you're on social media, uh, we are too. You can follow us at Imago Nutrition. That's I-M-A-G-O Nutrition. And as always, uh, I'm going to send you off with our theme song, Thinking About Food by Happy Pill. All right, we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Thinking about food. Thinking about food.